Stress-Free Cooking is brought to you by From the sunny Mediterranean comes one of the world's finest olive oils for all your cooking needs. Pompeian Extra Virgin Olive Oil, Classic Mediterranean, and Extra Light Tasting. Pompeian makes everything better. From our table to yours, Opeachy Wines. Fine wines and spirits from around the world since 1913. Cutco, the world's finest cutlery. Melissa's, the freshest ideas in produce. And Sub-Zero Wolf Appliances. Barbara Seelig Brown. Welcome to Stress-Free Cooking. Tonight we're going to have a little dinner party. Dinner for two. Before we start, we have to put on our bunny slippers, pour a glass of wine, and get ready to cook. So the wine that I've selected for this is called Grillo. It's a Sicilian wine. It has a lot of citrus in it, and it also has a lot of stone fruit and melon. So it'll be a perfect complement to my menu. Oh, I can really taste the melon in that. Really great. What we want to do is start with our Cornish hen. We're going to roast a Cornish hen, but before we do that, we need to make a little marinade. So the marinade for the Cornish hen is going to be some garlic, some minced garlic, eh, about whoop, a little bit much there, about two cloves of minced garlic, some Worcestershire sauce. We're almost making sort of a Bloody Mary for the Cornish hen, a little horseradish, okay, a little salt and pepper, and then we'll bring this all together with some tomato juice. So it's sort of like a Bloody Mary Cornish hen. We'll marinate this at least 20 or 30 minutes and then we'll pop it in the oven. So we'll get the marinade going. Okay, mix well, add the tomato juice. And then we're gonna let the Cornish hen sit in this for a few minutes while we go on to something else. But first, we have to get the Cornish hen ready. So a Cornish hen is great. It's just a little baby chicken. And I've washed mine off. Let me grab a serrated knife. Okay, so what we're gonna do is cut this hen in half. Take your serrated knife, cut right alongside the breastbone. See how easy that is when you have a great knife and nice and sharp? And then I like to crack it. It makes it a little easier around the backbone. And this goes into my baking dish. And I am gonna cut the backbone right out of this. 
Okay. And pour the marinade over it. And it's that easy. We're going to let this marinate for about 20 minutes. That'll give me enough time to start my celery root puree, which we're going to serve with this. So let's clean up and move on to the celery root. Let's get ready to make a celery root puree. It's a nice replacement for mashed potatoes. This is what a celery root looks like. You find it in the produce section of the grocery store. It's very knobby, and you can see it has celery on the top. So we're going to cut off the top, and you can save this for another use. Cut this in half since it's so big. It is a little hard. And we'll cut it again. And the best way to peel this is to cut it into pieces and then peel it with a paring knife. The smaller you cut the pieces of the celery root, the more quickly they will cook. So we want to cut them up into fairly small pieces before we put them in the pot. We're going to boil this like a potato. And it takes maybe 10-15 minutes, depending on the size of the pieces. And then we're just going to mash it, like mashed potatoes. It has a really fresh, clean taste, almost like a cross between celery and parsley, I think. Some people like to put a lot of butter or cream with this. I just happen to like it plain with a little salt and pepper. You could add some chicken stock to it. it would be, chicken stock would be a great thing to cook it in. But then you'd lose that really bright, fresh flavor you'd have more of a rich, savory flavor. Nice even-sized pieces will cook more evenly. And just one more piece. Okay, let's get this into, whoop, runaway celery root. Get this into a saucepan big enough to hold it and cover it with water. Make sure that when you have the flame under your pan, it's under the pan and not licking the sides. That's a little high. Okay, put the lid on with a little salt in the pan, a couple of pinches. And that's going to cook about 10 minutes or so, again, depending on the size of the pieces. Now that our Cornish hen has been marinating for a little while, it's time to pop this into the oven. And all we're going to do is turn these pieces over and roast it right in this baking dish in the marinade so that we get lots of flavor and we get a little bit of a sauce. So we'll pop this in a 425 degree confection oven for about 45 minutes until golden brown. Let's make a little green vegetable to complement our meal. So we'll take a zucchini and we're just going to saute the zucchini with some shallot and a little bit of garlic and some salt and pepper, nice and easy. Shallot is a nice complement to a vegetable. It's a milder flavor of onion. I kind of think of it as an elegant onion. Those are the little pink onions that you see in the store. Looks like a little pink onion. I have a nice saute pan, some extra virgin olive oil, just enough to cover the bottom of the pan. We're gonna need that later for our lemon sauce for our pasta, so we'll set it aside over there. I have some shallots that I've already sliced. Put those in the pan. My zucchini. Those are the two ends that we don't need. We're going to sprinkle this with a little salt and freshly ground black pepper. And then I also have some lemon thyme in my refrigerator that I'll add to this at the very end so we get the full flavor of the fresh herb. 
When you're using fresh herbs, sometimes their flavors will cook out if you put them in too soon in the dish or if the heat is too high. So we'll add that lemon thyme at the end. So get this going. I'm going to add a little bit of garlic. I have a clove of garlic handy. Give it a crush and a quick chop. And into the pan with the zucchini we go. You want to be careful that you don't put your garlic in too soon or it might burn. Now while these dishes are cooking, let's go on and work on our first course, which will be a lemon pasta. Our first course is going to be a great lemon pasta. So let's gather up all of the equipment that we need. I need a strainer so that I can juice my lemons. I need a fork to help me juice my lemons and a bowl for the lemon juice to go into, as well as a nice um, chef's knife. To get the maximum juice out of your lemons, what you want to do is bring them to room temperature and roll them on the cutting board just under the palm of your hands and you'll help to loosen up some of that juice. So we'll do that for all the lemons. Ooh, they smell good. You can really smell that lemon oil when you start doing this. Okay, so now we cut them in half. Let's cut them all in half first. Grab your fork and your bowl with a strainer and just stick the fork in the center of the lemon and squeeze the lemon right around the fork. Nice and quick and easy. It avoids having to have that extra lemon juicer around. And you always have a fork, so that's always handy. So lemon juice, fresh lemon juice, please don't use the plastic lemons. It tastes like plastic. Fresh lemon juice, parsley, we're going to chop some fresh flat Italian parsley, a little extra virgin olive oil, salt and pepper. We whisk it together like it's a salad dressing. Serve it over angel hair pasta. And it can be served hot or cold or room temperature, whatever you like. It's a great summer dish. It tastes nice and refreshing in the summer. Serve it cold outside. And there's nothing in it to spoil which is great because when it is hot and humid and sunny outside, you can serve a dish that you really don't have to worry about. Okay, so all of our lemons are done. Let's remove the strainer, grab the parsley, and since this parsley is going in the lemon dish, I can continue to work with the same cutting board. So a nice bunch of parsley, chef's knife, start to chop. A rough chop is fine because you want to see the fresh herbs in your dish. If I'm going through the trouble of using fresh herbs, I want you to know it. Okay, just a little more. That should do it. Into the lemon juice. of pinches of salt. We're using fine sea salt. That's all I use in my kitchen. It's the most flavorful and the most nutritious, meaning that it has the most nutrients from the sea in it. A little bit of fresh ground black pepper, and this needs to be adjusted just a little. Most pepper mills have an adjustment, so you can get it just the way you want it, fine or coarse. Now I need my extra virgin olive oil and a whisk. 
whoop, my tongs are hugging my whisk. So a little extra virgin olive oil in this to bring it all together. And I wanted a nice creamy consistency, but whisking it will help to break down the extra virgin olive oil and it will give me more of that creamy consistency that I'm looking for. And we did use three lemons, so we do need quite a bit of extra virgin olive oil. And the more we have in here, the longer, the further this dressing will go. We could actually serve it on the pasta. If we have extra, we could save it for tomorrow night and serve it on the salad. Okay, so we're gonna set that aside, let that flavor blend the lemon and the olive oil. Throw in the pasta, let's drain our celery root, grab the mixer, and we'll be ready to make the side dish that goes with the Cornish hen, the celery root puree. We have our celery root that's been cooked until fork tender. Put it in the mixing bowl, turn on the mixer, and we're just gonna mash this up a little bit as if it were mashed potatoes. I need to grab a scraper for that. Okay. Once it gets going, we're gonna turn the mixer up just a little bit, pinch of salt, a little fresh ground black pepper, or white pepper if you prefer not to see the black pepper flecks. Let me scrape down the bowl. And then the last thing I'm gonna do to this, I'm just gonna add just a touch of cream to this, just to give it a little bit of moisture. Make it a little bit more fun for our Cornish hens. Just enough to make it look smooth. This is very fibrous, so it's not gonna be quite as creamy as mashed potatoes. All right, let's take a look. Let's scrape the bowl down. Ah, yes, that looks good. This looks great. So what we're gonna do now is, let's just take this out of the bowl, put it in an oven-safe dish, and pop it in the oven to stay warm while we finish the rest of our dishes. We still have to finish our zucchini cook our pasta, and then we can plate everything. Okay, this looks like just about a perfect fit here. Excellent. I'm gonna pop this into my oven so that it'll stay warm. Alrighty, let's cook our pasta. Water's boiling nicely. I'm gonna add about a tablespoon of salt. You wanna make sure that your water's at a nice rolling boil, really bubbling away. We're gonna cook some angel hair. Angel hair really only takes about three or four minutes. So I like to break it up so that it fits nicely into the pot. The trick with cooking pasta is to make sure that it has plenty of water to dance around in. You don't want the pasta to have to stick together in the pot. Okay, I'm gonna turn this down just a little bit because it looks as if my flame is getting a little bit big outside the pot. Okay, put the lid back on. It'll bring the water back to a boil much more quickly, and then your pasta will not stick together. So just give it a second, it'll come back to a boil, then you can remove the lid or the pot will boil over. Okay, looking good. Once I get this pasta back to a boil, I'm gonna add the lemon thyme to the zucchini and that will be ready. Okay, we're back to a rolling boil take the lid off, give it a stir. We don't add oil to the pasta cooking water. We just add salt. Adding oil to the pasta cooking water just creates a slick. 
and the sauces that you prepare will not stick to the pasta, so you really don't need to add oil to the pasta cooking water. I have some lemon thyme for my zucchini, and lemon thyme or oregano, marjoram, they're on woody stems. What you want to do is hold the end of the stem and just take your fingers and work your way down the stem away from the way the leaves grow, so against the grain. Okay. And this lemon thyme will be a nice complement to our lemon pasta and to our zucchini with shallots and a little bit of garlic. When you're buying fresh herbs, you want to make sure they look nice and fresh. Bring them home from the store, and to get them to last longer, you really don't want to wash them until it's time to use them. Herbs are somewhat delicate. Sometimes the water is what breaks down the herbs. If you washed your parsley and you put it away too wet, it would actually just not last very long. Any greens or produce that you've washed and put away with too much water will break down so much more quickly. It's a great idea to have a salad spinner on hand, get them as dry as possible, then wrap them in paper towels, put them in a Ziploc bag for storage. The paper towel will absorb any excess water that would break down those greens, and then when the greens need the moisture back, they'll absorb it back from the paper towel. If you store your greens that way, you'll have at least a week to 10 days before they really start looking wilted. Okay, pasta's done. Let me drain the pasta. I'll come back and I'll put the lemon dressing on it. My angel hair is drained. I'm going to pop it into my serving bowl and re-whisk my lemon dressing. Make sure it stays together. Okay, let me grab a pair of tongs and spread this out a little bit. Pour the dressing over it, and I, I know that I'm going to need most of this dressing for a pound of pasta. Okay. This is also great if you make this ahead and just let it sit. You grab a lemon, and I'm just going to garnish this with a few slices of lemon. more parsley on top. I'm using flat Italian parsley because it's much more flavorful than the curly parsley. Curly parsley might look a little fresher longer, but this really has much more flavor. So we'll just put a few sprigs of parsley on the top so that we have a little extra. We would serve this with tongs, give it a little toss. And it's ready. So let's go on, check on our Cornish hens, and we'll plate everything. Alrighty, the Cornish hens look great. Our celery root is still warm. So let's fix a nice plate. So one half of the Cornish hen on the plate, some of the celery root. This is probably enough celery root for about four people. So we'll have extra for another night, which is always good. Leftovers are great. I've had people tell me my leftovers are better than their firsts, which I take as a really big compliment. Some of my zucchini. We have nice colors here. 
We have red from the Bloody Mary marinade. We have green from the zucchini. And then we have our white from our celery root. And I'm going to take my Bloody Mary marinade, mix it up a little bit, and just put a little bit of that on that celery root to give it a little bit of life. And that's it. So dinner is served. In a very short time, we've made a great meal. All really simple, really fresh, and really quick. So we had a Cornish hen. Cornish hens come in about three and a half pound packages. They're usually two in a package. I like to serve one half Cornish hen per person. Some people actually like to have a whole one, but I think when you're having a big meal, one half of a Cornish hen is probably the right size portion. So we marinate those in our Bloody Mary mix. We had some tomato juice, horseradish, Worcestershire sauce, garlic, salt, pepper. We marinated them about 20 minutes, put them into a convection oven at 425 for about 45 minutes. They got nice and golden brown, as you can see. Convection ovens are great. They have a fan in them. They cook everything much more quickly than a traditional oven. If you're not using a convection oven, you want to cook it at about 450. There's about a 25 degree temperature difference between a convection oven and a traditional oven. The convection oven with its circulating fan keeps the heat nice and even. And when the heat is nice and even, you get this beautiful browning. We had a fresh zucchini that we sliced and sauteed in extra virgin olive oil, some shallots, some minced garlic, salt and pepper, really quick, really easy. When it was almost done, we added that fresh lemon thyme. A quick tip for using fresh versus dried herbs. If the recipe calls for fresh, you follow the amount. If you want to convert to dry, you use about one-third the amount of dry. So the conversion is one-third dry equals three parts fresh. We also had our celery root puree. We peeled it, cut it up like a potato, cooked it in water. You could also cook it in chicken stock, but I only cooked it in water because I like to maintain that really fresh celery parsley flavor that you get from celery root. Cook it until it's fork tender. Put it in your mixer or use a potato masher. Mash it. It is very fibrous, so it's not going to be quite as creamy as a potato, but it's a really great alternative to a potato. I added a little bit of heavy cream to it just to bind it together and give it a little bit more richness. And then we add a little salt and pepper, put it in the oven to keep it warm, and it was done. Our lemon pasta, we used three fresh lemons, about a half cup of extra virgin olive oil, salt and pepper, some fresh parsley, just whisked all of that together and poured it right over some angel hair. Remember, angel hair cooks really quickly. If you don't have a lot of time to cook, angel hair is a great alternative to longer cooking pastas. Angel hair takes about four to five minutes. Be really careful not to overcook your pasta. You don't want your pasta soft. It should give a little bit when you bite into it. It should be al dente, means to the tooth. After this meal, you just want a really light dessert. I'm going to do something really quick with some ice cream and a little bit of a chocolate liqueur. Now, sometimes we like a little dessert. I usually prefer having more of my meal than a big, heavy dessert. So I like the lighter types of desserts. Ice cream's always a great favorite. Since I love to cook Italian, I love to buy gelato. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my favorite chocolate liqueur. It's really rich and creamy. And it's a nice way to end a meal, but it's also a great dessert topping. 
So if you take a look at this, it looks so much like a chocolate syrup, but it's just our grown-up chocolate syrup. Oh, it has a great smell. It just smells like a homemade chocolate. Some, like you've just walked past one of those chocolate stores in Venice. It brings back great memories of Italy because there's such wonderful chocolate in Italy. And this is an Italian chocolate liqueur. I also have my favorite ice cream, which is a butternut, butter pecan. So I'm going to pour some of my chocolate liqueur over my ice cream. Oh, it looks so yummy. This, a cup of espresso, what a great dessert. So nice and light, and at this time of year, it's still nice and warm out. I think this would also make a great topping for strawberries. If you want to have a little bowl of strawberries that are really, really ripe and pour a little chocolate over them, a little bit less decadent than a chocolate-dipped strawberry. Mm. If you don't want to spend the calories, on chocolate candy, try a little bit of chocolate liqueur. You'll get that chocolate fix that you're looking for. I'm Barbara Seelig Brown. Thank you so much for watching Stress Free Cooking. I hope you'll join me again soon. Cooking is brought to you by From the sunny Mediterranean comes one of the world's finest olive oils for all your cooking needs Pompeian extra virgin olive oil classic Mediterranean and extra light tasting Pompeian makes everything better From our table to yours Opeachy Wines fine wines and spirits from around the world since 1913